Welcome to our January recap here at KCSU. It's been some time, Austin. Long time, no talk about CSU sports, at least in the monthly recaps. I think November was the last time we wrapped one of these bad boys up, and a lot of things have changed in the last 60 days or so for CSU. It has. If if you haven't been keeping up because we haven't been giving you any recaps, this recap is going it, to... It'll, it'll have some mixed feelings, at least, is what I'm going to say. There's some highs, and there's Girl. some lows. And that, that's what I'm starting to realize when we do these podcasts every month it's a lot of uh, mixed emotions like you mentioned you can have the highest of highs and then you can have the lowest of lows last time we talked on this thing on, on, on the recaps it was i think we had undefeated basketball teams and we were looking forward to the season now you know we've kind of gone through the wars and we're halfway through conference season we're just a couple months removed or i guess um before the mountain west conference championships for both men's and women's hoops so that's a lot of what the focus is going to be on for this january recap as we look forward to february and um just ahead heads up we're recording this the day of january 30th so we're cheating a little bit but that also means we have two games that are going to wrap up january both on the side uh, men's side and women's side um, that will preempt and hopefully we make some predictions and be right on when it comes to those but let's start with our women's team in a very interesting month with them to say the least they as we stand right now have won four of their last six meetings um, with the mountain west team so they've had kind of a tough schedule in their month you know the first week of the month their first game of the year the 2024 was against UNLV, who is, for the third straight year, the favorite to win the conference. Yeah, started off with UNLV, one of the tougher teams, and, I mean, they're out there battling. They, they lost by five um, at home against UNLV, and this women's team, we haven't really seen them at their full potential, just whether it's injuries or, you know, just some nights they're a little off, and th- this was kind of the start of that once they started creeping up with some injuries and everything, but uh, they, they honestly have been, they, they've been coming together pretty well. Players that aren't usually called upon have been stepping up so it they, they've been a more of the positive mark in the basketball department yeah UNLV came in once again the favorites they have Desi Ray Young who is the best player in the Mountain West aside from McKenna Hofshield she's a problem for a lot of teams a mismatch and athletic big something that you don't see a lot of in the women's game so she's a matchup in the Mountain West that can be real difficult for teams and the Rams had many chances to win this game plenty and plenty of chances and they just couldn't find a way to wrap it up um, and couldn't find a way to get really within much more than five points so they start the year off they start with a loss at home to UNLV once again a tough out um, no matter where or when you play them and they bounce back and get a Fresno State win 61 to 55 to get back in the win column and the biggest game of the you know that first couple of weeks of the the month was against New Mexico and this one very much like that new, uh, UNLV game they just you know couldn't put it away they just didn't seem to they didn't seem to have that extra edge that they had had for the first month of the season or whatnot and they still found a way that was the difference between this New Mexico game and the UNLV game they were very carbon copy same game but CSU had a better finish to their game against New Mexico um, earlier this month yeah not th- this is a weird game because I mean you, you look at the box score you got Hoff shield you know, doing her thing with 23 points, six assists, and then Sydney Mech, she was the only other player with double digits. And one thing that you're not going to see often this season with this team is uh, Hannah Ronzik. I mean, she went 0 for 5 from the field, no points, but she did She did contribute to the game. She had eight points, three blocks. I mean, shot like, like that, that. that's a good way to, you know, still leave your mark in a game if the, the scoring department doesn't go down. But sometimes that happens, and this Rams team found a way to win, and that, you're right, that this 
was like one of their bigger wins because they really had to gut it out against New Mexico. And part of the reason you had to gut that out, you mentioned Hannah Ronzik. That was the game she actually broke her nose. She got plowed into, and it looked bad from the start for Hannah Ronzik. And broke her nose, went out for the rest of the game, missed the next few games. And you also lost Marta Lamini, who, another one of your ball handlers. You have three prime ball handlers on this team. That's McKenna Hofschild, obviously the great one. Then you have uh, Marty, and then you have Hannah. And those three players are your primary ball handlers. And you lost two of them, all, you know, within a couple of minutes of each other. And now McKenna Hofschild, someone that doesn't, you know, they've leaned on to play 40 minutes a game, but not something you want to do, especially in, in January when you have such a long season to go. But they had to lean on McKenna. They had to lean on Sydney Mech to kind of pick up the scoring there in those games. And that's how they got it done. And that's kind of how CSU's schedule kind of played out for them over the next couple of games as well. And that leads us right into the Air Force game. Still out both of your secondary ball handlers. And this game was a duel between two great scores. McKenna Hofschild tied her career high with 37 points, 12 of 19 from the field, four of five from three, missed just one free throw of her 10 attempts. So as someone who's known for passing the ball, she had 37 points, but she also added eight assists in her performance against Air Force in the middle of the month. Yeah, and that, that game was a, that was a weird game to watch because I, I think, I, I can't remember the run that the Rams went on to start the game, but they started off hot. Yeah, they didn't allow any points in the first five minutes of that first <laughs> quarter. <laughs> that game, I, that was a fun one to watch. And then uh, Madison Smith for Air Force, it was, it was just that duel like you were talking about. She ended up with 31, 13 rebounds. And I mean, it was just going back and forth towards the end between two really great players. It was fun to watch. And that, like like you're saying, I mean, this, this team really showed what it's made of having having players come off the bench or, or come off of their regular role and have to step up. And that really, I, I, I like, I, I don't like having players get injured, but I mean, when, when stuff happens over a season, you're never going to have a perfect season. Everyone's going to be healthy. Everyone's going to play well. Right. Some people are going to go through slumps or some people are going to get injured and you need to rely on your depth of your team. And and that just helps you in the long run too. When you're, you're wanting to make these tourney runs, you got to be a complete team because you never know what can happen. And some players, they might need to come in and step up and give a different look than other teams are used to. Yeah. Madison Smith, you mentioned for Air Force, averaged less than 12 points a game prior to this one, came in and talking to some of the Air Force people after the game, they were talking about this is what they were expecting from Madison Smith. They've seen this potential from her and she finally put it together. And unfortunately for her, it wasn't enough to get her team over the hump. The Rams took a 24 point lead into the fourth quarter. They just kind of coasted down the end. Air Force caught back up a little bit, a 14 point um, differential at the finish. 81-67, the final score there. But McKenna Hofschild, I mean, every time you think you've seen the best out of her, she just shows you she can do one more thing or take it to another step forward. And that's what that Air Force game was absolutely for McKenna Hofschild. Yeah, well, I mean, that that's perfectly said. I yeah. mean, you can't say much more about McKenna Hofschild and, and she continues to surprise you. That's just the type of player she is. She is the heart and soul of this team. And I mean, we have other great players surrounding her, but she's just something special. The Rams would then go on after that Air Force win at home. Two games on the road, dropped both of those. Heartbreaking one against Wyoming in Laramie, uh, a game where they were in full control. And I mean, Wyoming has a one great player that you really have to key in on. And um, that's Fertig, I believe is how you pronounce her name. And the Rams did just that for about, you know, two and a half quarters. She couldn't get off the ground. She couldn't really get much of anything. And then the final 10 to 12 minutes of that game, she had 14 points. And before you knew it, the Rams were behind in the game and, the, and it was a 67-63 finish, a win for Wyoming. Yeah. And that, like, that that's frustrating too, coming out of that game. I mean, obviously it's a border war matchup. Yep. You go into that, you want to win those games. You expect to win those games, no matter how well another team is doing or how poorly they, they're doing. It 
rivalry games they they, they just bring that different uh pizzazz to the game but uh it's also frustrating because you lock down one of their go-tos for you know two and a half quarters and then she just comes alive and it ends up uh biting you in the rear end and it, it that th- that that type of loss does hurt yeah she had two points prior to that 14 point surge she couldn't be stopped and this was another game where the depth kind of started um showing its uh, or rearing its ugly head for the rams they also allowed emily malema 25 points and i mean these are just big numbers put up for any college you know men's or women's um specifically on the women's side though i mean women's games are typically lower scoring so if you get a score up in the 25 mark um i mean 41 of the 67 points for wyoming came from these two players um definitely something i'm assuming the ryan williams and company the whole coaching staff over there for women's basketball for csu are going to key in on because they had three double digit scores themselves and they still couldn't get over the hump and still lost by four on the road yeah and that that's what i love about basketball is you get to redeem yourself and you know luckily you know both teams we'll get into the men's side too but both teams in our basketball department they get a a chance to redeem their losses to wyoming in moby so that that's always gonna i mean it's already circled because it's your rivalry but it's also circled another few times because it's like hey they got us one we can't we we got to split the season series yeah and both those games heartbreaking games like you said we'll get into the men's side of things here in just a few moments but nevada i don't want to talk too much about this game i don't i think that's the one that everyone wants to put back behind them it was a education day game so it was a matinee game in the middle of the week in reno and it was just all reno for 40 minutes and it was a 78 to 51 finish and it just seemed like the rams could never kind of get out of gear they couldn't figure out things defensively which is the scariest part about this team is if this team doesn't get their thing going defensively sometimes their offense can't keep up with other teams this team's won games when they've played defense look at the unlv game as we mentioned look at the new mexico game what was the difference down the stretch for those um in those games it wasn't their offense it was their defense kind of bailing them out when their offense wasn't going so much and that wasn't the case for reno or in reno for them last week yeah they they definitely like to you know get some defensive stops and it builds their confidence it also gets them out in transition gets gets the ball moving a little quicker when the defense is getting back and trying to make some quick adjustments or match up they have some uh struggles they have struggles doing it with this uh more up pace tempo that the rams basketball provides and we get to end on a high note this month obviously like we said the women do play one more game in january we'll add that one into our february recap they're at air force um on the 31st of this month so at the time of this recording that will be tomorrow but the last one that we're going to talk about for this month for the january recap san jose state came to town it was a 65 to 49 finish obviously a great win for the rams but that austin was not the story of the night for csu no sir the story of the night moby madness just coming through for this women's team dude 8,083 people in attendance it was a sellout crowd and it's always nice having a big crowd like that but what i loved about it was so many different athletic teams were in attendance we saw football players we saw volleyball players there i think there was some track and field athletes the tennis there. team was there tennis team yeah. was there and it, it just showed you that these athletes they support each other i i always see it too because we, we we've talked to some volleyball players and they have roommates that play soccer they they have roommates that you know play different sports or they'll have classes with each other where they just you know they they get that bond and and share that camaraderie but just shout out to you know all of fort collins coming out and supporting the rams basketball and that was the first time in 25 years that a women's basketball game in fort collins has been sold out and you might know the name of a player that was playing 25 years ago is becky hammond oh wow yeah I don't yeah. know if you know who that was. Maybe you've heard that name once yeah. or twice. Yeah. She uh, is the head coach for the Las Vegas Aces. Was it back-to-back champs? Yeah, back-to-back. Yeah. 
back to back two games. rings, baby. Yeah, and I mean Be- Becky Hammond has just been she she's been a trailblazer just for women's sports, just in general too, because she was like one of the first uh, women's assistant head coaches yep. in the NBA. Got to coach under. Uh, Greg Popovich. Yep. We all know how Greg Popovich is. Sometimes it gets a little spicy with the refs. She's coached NBA games. Mm-hmm. And she's just she's a CSU legend, Hall of Famer, and anytime you're making noise alongside Becky Hammond in in uh, Colorado State history, it's a big deal. Yep. And that that was just incredible to see because these this team deserves to have a big crowd like that. And I mean, we have one of the best point guards in the nation, I, not not even just the conference in the nation. Yep. And it, it's it's good to see you know them getting some uh, well deserved recognition. Yeah, it's uh it's a fun team. It's a fun team, and we've seen the crowd kind of will the men's team to a few wins, and um, I'm sure it was kind of a sh- you know it was a shaky start. San Jose actually won the first quarter, 19 to 18, before the Rams came alive, dominated the second and the third, allowing just seven points in the second, nine points in the third, 16 points between the two quarters, two middle quarters. Um, and you got to think that some of that crowd energy maybe added some nerves for the women's side, um, but also gave them the strength to kind of come out of that and um, fire through to a double-digit point win. And that is where the women's side will end for the month. And not a bad way to finish. Like we said, they've won four of their last six. They have a big road game at Air Force this week. But this is a team that's trying to find their way through this conference. They've got their uh, Hannah Ronzek is now returned. Marty has returned. So now we're back to uh, almost full strength now for the season. And it's time to make that push because we're, you know, six weeks or so away from heading to Vegas for the Mountain West uh, Championships. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's good to see Hannah Ronzek back. And uh, I saw her. She was playing with that, you know, the face mask. Yep. Too. Have you ever broken your nose? No, and I don't want to. Dude, it is not. I, I've done it. I did it playing basketball, and where I've had to wear that mask, and it, it is, it does like change things up a little bit. It, it uh, eliminates some of your peripherals and everything. But uh, it, it's good to see this women's team on the right track, and then that, that's going to be a fun one in Colorado Springs as well, because you know that those cadets are going to be looking. They, they they feel that they could have stolen in Moby, and they they kind of they have that you know that edge to come in and uh, get the job done. Big Big set of games coming up for this women's team trying to at least grab one of those top five spots. It's a team that made a run to the championship just two years ago. They're looking to do the same thing this year and steal a bid if they can for the NCAA's um, women's side of the bracket. Now to the men's side of things. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are in a car, make sure you're buckled up, strapped in, and ready to go because this one's going to be a bumpy ride. And that's exactly what this month has been for this CSU team who starts the year off at home against New Mexico. That's how they begin. They begin in Mountain West play first week, uh, second day of the year and a slow sluggish start but the Rams found a way to get that win get their first win and their first game in conference play 76 to 68 to start yeah and I mean this New Mexico team if you're looking at the rankings right now what are they they're like they're they're ranked pretty high right now the number 19 so New Mexico's up there is one of the top teams in this country and they have a great team they're superb on the road they're yep. one of the best or at home I mean and you know the Rams they had a very strong non-conference schedule and then you open it up with New Mexico a very tough opponent and you get the job done it was a little shaky but you still you, you found a way to win and that that's the name of the game in in this conference the mountain west conference is ridiculous it's super strong this year and you just got to find ways to win and, and play some good basketball and they, they found a way to win against new mexico and it, like i said it was a shaky start for this team they were able to kind of wrap things up down the stretch one of those games that the team is themselves and coach nico medved the players have said that the, the fan base the 
home crowd kind of helped will them past the Lobos on that specific night. However, that wouldn't help them in the next two games. They were on the road for games two and three of the Mountain West schedule for themselves, and it was back-to-back losses. First at Utah State, 77 to 72, and 65 to 58 at Boise. So, and these are two games that were absolutely winnable, not just by score, but in terms of opportunities that the Rams had um, on the road against two of the best teams in the conference. Yeah, th- this was the beginning of when the Rams they just couldn't put their runs together. They'd be getting some buckets on offense, but they couldn't get any stops on defense, or they'd be struggling, you know, to get some stops on defense, and then they would just go ice cold on the offensive end. And you go into Utah State and Boise State. If it wasn't for New Mexico, these would be two of the tougher places to play. Utah State was sold out. Boise State was sold out. And at, at the time, Boise State was like 21 and 0 at home. They had the longest home streak. They're, they were that. That's a tough place to play. And there's not a lot going on in Idaho. They just got an in and out, and people were waiting in line <laughs> for eight hours. hours. Yeah. yeah, and it, it, it's just a tough place to play because finally they get a good team to roll in, and they're excited about it. They want to get the upset, and they did. I mean, these teams they did play well, but there, there was just something missing with the Rams team. It, they just seemed a little off on the offensive end, and they, they they struggled at times on defense too. Yeah, not a. I mean, that's the thing. This defense has translated on the road, and we'll talk more about that. But the offense hasn't. It really didn't in those two games, and it kind of fell over and creeped over into the next two games that were actually at home. The Air Force game, which was absolutely wild madness in Moby, an overtime thriller, a game that Air Force really dominated. They had the lead for about all half, but yeah. about four minutes of the regulation period of the game, and Air Force should have salted that one away. That yeah. should have been game, I think it was a seven or six point game, and the Rams just kept getting handed opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and every time they would mess it up and they would get another chance and it finally came down, a full court press, a knee Clifford dunk, and an overtime period that was dominated by the Rams in a nine-point win at home over Air Force. Yeah, I mean, if we're being honest here, that they snuck that win yeah. because that – that was not a game that they played like they won. Like you look in the box scores, you you can see that like Air Force outplayed the Rams. It was just down the stretch. Air Force had some mental lapses and gave the Rams some opportunities to win the game, and the Rams took it. Yep. I mean, it wasn't pretty, but it it was alarming just because of the last two games where they just weren't playing the same as they were during non-conference, and then you go in and play Air Force, a team that you were they were fifteen and a half favorites against, yep. and they ended up winning in overtime, squeak. And one away so it was just that, that was a that was a game that started to become a trend with this men's basketball team yeah uh, wins a win and in this mountain west conference you can't really afford to lose any games at home and you probably got to you know split half of your games on the road if you want to give yourself a chance at the regular season title and you got to be one of those top five seeds heading into the tournament and a big win like this it doesn't matter how pretty or ugly it was a win's a win like you said um and they got the job done and it's worth noting that that was the joe palmer game without joe palmer you do not win that game happy birthday to him today is his birthday at the time of this recording so um, shout out Joe Palmer for winning that Air Force game because not just his energy, but some of those big, big plays he made some between blocks, the block, yep. the dunk, some anything, steals, the steals. Yeah. I mean, he he just really got he it does. done. Yeah. yeah. So then that takes you then to UNLV, and a lot of Ram fans thought this is the one that was going to wake him up. It was an orange-out atmosphere, atmosphere, an electric atmosphere that you and I were both inside the building for that one. And, I mean, I can't think of a more electric environment, you know, even, you know, the Wyoming Border Wars from two years ago, that when this team was a ranked team for the majority of the year, this UNLV game might 
might have been the most electric environment we were in, and it was a win for the Rams. Yeah, and I I mean the the team played well, but they 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 had some struggles on defense in this one too. Kalen Boone, number twenty for UNLV, he is a a matchup nightmare for our our squad. He's he's like what six seven, yeah. lanky. He can he can shoot he can shoot over the top of people too. Like there were moments when Neat Clifford, he's a great defender. He was shooting over the top of him, and I mean Nick's six six, and he's got some long arms. But I think this dude might be even more lankier and and with or has more length than the Neek and he was giving us some problems and it was another one of these games where we were you know down at down at half and then Rams the, you know the Rams fans they were fired up and, and got this team going and then the offense started clicking a little bit had those moments where you know we couldn't really finish the runs and get back to a, a lead and at the end the Rams pulled it out I mean Isaiah Stevens hit probably one of the biggest shots of his career besides the one that he that buzzer beater he hit against UNLV mm-hmm. but it really did just come down to some big shots that were made by our players and kind of I, th- I think they kind of squeaked this one out too to be honest yep absolutely a big home win though once again doesn't have to be pretty it's all about there's a w and l next to your name after the game and then another frustrating loss very similar copy and paste from the unl or from the um, boise state and the utah state games that nevada game in reno third straight crack at a mountain west game and still no wins in the um left column for csu yeah the, the nevada game that that one was frustrating too just because both teams had a chip on their shoulder because Nevada they lost three in a row we haven't won a game on the road in Mountain West Conference play and you know it it, going into that you you would have expected you know the Rams to play a little bit more nasty and they just kind of they were just flat and same thing with the runs they they just couldn't pile any runs together and then at the end Nevada pulled away and I mean you got to give Nevada credit they they had two players that just shot the lights out of the gym and, and they, they just ended up making way more plays than we did and they, they definitely deserved that one that was that was a tough loss yeah, big loss, and it was the third straight road loss for this team. And, I mean, this all compounded with, yes, there are some wins sandwiched in there, the UNLV, the Air Force, New Mexico, but none of those wins, like we said, they weren't pretty. So there, yeah, wasn't weren't a build, there wasn't a build of confidence in the fan base and the team and anything. And then you go on the road, and it's just the same old, same old, and the frustration started to build and build and build. Exactly. And then, like I was saying, those players that torched us, Jared Lucas, Keenan uh, Blackshear, uh, Lucas had 28, and Blackshear had 20. And, I mean, they, they just, it seemed like they just could not miss anytime they needed a bucket whether it was in their offensive sets or late in the shot clock they were finding these guys and they just they they torched us all night and uh it just left a sour taste in your mouth if you're a Rams fan because like we're saying this month we didn't really see some basketball that gave us a lot of confidence like yeah we are one of those top teams uh, in the nation that deserve a high ranking 100% and then that all turned to what we just recently watched over this past weekend a border war classic whether you like it or not it was a great game absolutely but it shouldn't have been the classic that it became because of the fallout of the final 71 seconds of the game I don't think we need to go too many details if anyone's listening to this you've probably seen the game but an 11 point lead with a minute and 11 seconds left all you have to do make some free throws grab some rebounds do not foul and you walk out of Laramie with your first road win instead you let it go to overtime and Wyoming does its thing in overtime and finishes you off and and like to set the scene here I mean you and I were both there we we wrote an article for that game and like you put your laptop away with like two minutes left it was the it was a timeout it was 11 points 111 I put everything away ready to go to a press conference yeah that was not 
was going to happen. We had our story pretty much headlined. Like Patrick Cartier, he had a big game. He had 13 in the first half. His last three games, he had 15 total out of those three games. Yep. And that, that was a big game. And we wanted to talk to Patrick. We, we ended up did talk talking to him, but it wasn't... It wasn't uh, about what I, we wanted to. Yeah, it wasn't what we wanted to originally. And there there was Wyoming fans leaving the building. At like the exact heading, same time yeah, out, yeah. Heading for the exit rows. There, there's a good majority of Laramie fans that did not get to see this classic and they missed out on it because what strung it together I mean we could not make a free throw yep. we, we had multiple opportunities in the bonus and just missed every single the three three different players missed the first shot on their bonus that's you know you might be looking at that like oh dude that's only three points but that's a bonus you it's a get one a, and one. Yeah, you make that you get another opportunity to shoot a free throw you make one of those or make a couple down the stretch this game we're not talking yep. about this game and the way it turned out and then Wyoming I mean you got to tip your cap to Wyoming because they didn't back down they they didn't give up and they made plays man they they went out there they got some rebounds on on free throws they got an offensive rebound on free throws they made the right plays and they they fouled the right players and they they got the job done and they went to overtime and just sealed the deal Rams couldn't get anything going on in overtime either brutal and I see a lot of fans talking about the refs this the refs that I understand the officiating's bad we can always talk about it almost every single game at every single sport and specifically in the Mountain West basketball you can talk about how poor officiating is from game to game I won't stand for it for this specific game because if you're up 11 you got to take care of business close that out like you said make the free throws like Nico Medved said grab one freaking rebound and this game is done so I, I, I don't want to have any conversation about officials I don't care about the calls I don't care about the fouls but we got some calls too that weren't a good. lot that, of favorable that second, ones. that second flagrant yeah. in my opinion was not a flagrant. and a flagrant's huge because you get two free throws and then you and get the, the ball. ball yep and that's after a possession so even if you made a bucket at that point that's you still get you know a chance for four more five more points so i don't the, the conversation will never surround in my opinion the referees in that game i know a lot of csu fans that are trying to pull that belt even still today a couple days removed but at the end of the day wyoming put together a wild comeback and an unfortunate loss for csu some believe it to be the worst loss in csu basketball history and i mean it's a hard to, hard thing to argue because you're up 11 with 71 seconds left fans were leaving we're packing our stuff up we have our stories written and before you know it you're rewriting a whole new story and wyoming is just you know added another reason why csu fans are going to hate them for the future yeah absolutely and and they have every right to talk i mean that's like ultimate bragging rights yep. you, you're on the positive end of a, a rivalry game and a a crazy comeback it it, it just reminded you I, I was talking with pete our ceo it was like reggie miller in the garden yeah you know putting up the choke sign to uh spike lee uh tracy mcgrady tracy mcgrady i was yeah, gonna say yeah down 13 with 31 seconds left wild that that one was insane too but uh it, it was it's in the category of just you know epic collapse epic collapse 28 just to three. little time yeah 28 to 3 we are it's a few just... weeks away from from another super bowl too <laughs> yeah. so it's that that one that 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 one stung and you we were interviewing coach and and uh patrick cartier after and we saw some players coming out of the locker room it we were walking on eggshells out there it was i mean rightfully so it was not the uh, a good environment to be around nope. they were upset and i mean they knew it too the, the conversations that they had in the locker room it was like hey we either got to come together after this or this season's gonna you know it's gonna be a joke yep cartier said it when we were talking to him after it's you know coach proposed hey you guys can either use this to come together you can use this and 
and splinter off and kind of falter at this point. And the Rams, they have a chance to prove what their decision is going to be. It'll be tonight against San Diego State, the biggest game of their season to this point. And it'll be against San Diego State to wrap up their January month. Once again, we'll talk about that game in February. But Austin, not just a San Diego State game, but looking forward to this schedule as we go through the final six weeks of Mountain West play before the postseason play. What is uh, your outlook on this men's team? I, I think they're fine. I that That's I mean, I, I believe they're fine too, because I, I think despite the wins and losses, they, they haven't been able to put together a road win. This team is still one of the top teams in the conference. And I wouldn't be as upset with the, the Utah State and Boise State losses because those are those are tough environments and they are two really good teams. I'm more so upset with how we, it seemed like we played down to our competition a little bit against Air Force. And and then going into Nevada, that, that one was pretty disappointing too, especially when Bulls teams really had something to play for and only one played like that but uh I think this team is going to be fine I I really think coach Medved and and the the group of guys that he has playing for him you, you can just tell that they have a really nice uh camaraderie and everything I, I think they're going to be fine they're going to put it together but it, it's not going to be pretty no there, there's going to be more losses in my opinion I don't think there's going to be a lot I don't I think this team is going to really start to put it together but it's going to be hard like we're you, you look in the future I mean tonight we play the runner-up of the national championship, national championship yep. game um this is no slouch of a team like they they have some really good players that we're gonna have to key in on uh we're gonna rely on moby madness bringing in that energy but you look at the end of february too that schedule is tough starting february 13 you're going to san diego then you host utah state you got to go to the pit one of the hardest places to play you got to go to unlv a team that you know has some mismatch problems for us nevada's got to come here utah you, uh, boise state still coming here too yep and then you got wyoming you got to host the border war and you know that one is going to be that that one is circled not just because it's a border war but because of what happened right uh just like we were talking with the women's team so i mean and then and then you end it with air force who you know they gave us a good game so this the remaining schedule is tough but iron sharpens iron like like that's that's how you got to look at it it's like hey oh no we got a bunch of games like we could put some losses together but you can really come together and put some wins together get some confidence going because like we were talking about i think the number one thing that this team needs to uh focus on get that first day by in the tourney because i don't i don't believe that any you know team outside of that top five is going to win the mountain west conference tourney just because of how beefy this conference is yeah well you you can't play four games in march when it comes to that tournament you have to have that wednesday off because yeah you're not going to win four straight in this conference it's just not going to happen especially in a playoff atmosphere in a neutral site or even if you're playing unlv a road site so it's going to be a wild wild finish when we come back next month and do this recap we'll have just two games left in the regular season we'll i think have a very clear picture of what this team is going to be and if this team will be a march madness tournament team one thing on the way out tennis uh well underway now two and one to start their season shout out to rod kabuzkova who was named water pick athlete of the week this week lost just three sets and her th- uh, or three total games rather in the um two matches she played in between doubles and her two sets she played in singles um last week so shout out to Rodka. Uh, a week off this week for tennis for mizzou to start um the month of february so tennis two and one start they're looking really strong here early a team that's kind of adding some new pieces and um, looking forward to what they have in store this season yeah, yeah. And I would like to add on to that shout out to Rodka. I mean, what what did you say earlier? She 
drop like three sets. Three sets. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Or three games. Three or, games. Three, okay, yeah. three sets. Three games. And uh, and what's what's awesome about her? She's just an absolute stud out there on the tennis pitch. But she's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. She's from uh, Czech Republic. I've had a class or two with her. Very down to earth and yep. just cool to see her get some recognition as well because she she is a great athlete, incredible tennis player, and I'm glad that she's on the Rams team. Should be a fun season. Like I said, this week off February, they also host Boulder. So if you're looking for something to do and maybe tennis is right there up your alley, they do have a Boulder matchup on a weekend, but a packed month for tennis. And we'll definitely be talking more about them, not here on this recap uh, podcast only, but on Ramblers and every other sports content you get here at KCSU. All right, well, that's it for the January recap. Should be a lot of fun looking into February in the final month or so of Mountain West play for men's and women's basketball. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you guys in February. Peace. Thank you.